I was looking at you and I was like, I'm about to say a really like intense sentence for the podcast. This is your sound clip. We're gonna be so legit, this guy. Damn it! <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of Behind the Beat, where we follow how College Beat TV's shows get from concept to release. I'm your host, Jess Kung. We'll be going through the production of The Fiction Show, Season 5, Episode 1, titled Nothing Happened. So if you haven't already seen it, you should. YouTube.com slash CollegeBTV. I'll wait. If you pause this, I'll wait. By no means is it an elephant in this room, but I am in The Fiction Show with my face and voice and such. Yeah, I heard you had just all contingency plans for not being casted. It's true. Not like, even contingency. Everything... contingency plan was you being casted. <laughs> Everything I wrote in the podcast was like completely objective, and then I looked back and I was like, oh no, now I'm in it. This podcast was conceived when season 5 of the fiction show was just a pile of note cards and code names. So before anything else, the basics. What is the fiction show? The future is in our hands, John. We need lightsabers. Two! Grata traicionera! You're supposed to hit on women, not actually hit the women. I am the Saiyan. King of the Bros. Top Secret Umbrella. That's the name of the song? Top Secret Umbrella. That's pretty cool. Thanks. Shoulders, shoulders, shoulders. Uh, what are they doing? Oh my though? god, I don't know. Oh my, oh my gosh, Jimmy. It's a shrug. Oh. What do you think it is? What are those? I don't know. <laughs> Jimmy! <laughs> Basically, the concept of the fiction show is taking a bunch of ideas that volunteers have about what they want to write and making it possible. That's Michael. My name's Michael Frike. I'm a third year here. I'm a film major with an emphasis on screenwriting. I am working here as the executive producer of The Fiction Show. As executive producer, Michael is in charge of ensuring that The Fiction Show gets made. Everything goes through him. He keeps everything organized, and he's involved in every part of the process. He started as executive producer this past semester, fall 2015, and with that came a lot of changes. The biggest is that the fiction show used to make 9 or 10 episodes less than 10 minutes long each, and now we make 4 longer episodes. That started with season 4. And now, spring 2016, we're at season 5. Season 5 is actually kind of a interestingly new beast that I'm really excited for. It uh, has actually the most pre-production behind it than any season of the fiction show, I think. We started pre-production uh story concepting all that stuff uh at the beginning of last at the end of last semester and that's like months in advance before even the first shoot date so we have had a lot of time to start scripting ideas putting pens to paper and uh we're already working into um planning the first shoot date and how it's going to run what scenes are going to be shot all that stuff each season of the fiction show is different with new characters and a new storyline Season 4 was conceived over the first three weeks of the semester. Season 5 was fully outlined in the last three weeks of the same semester. So, how does it feel knowing that uh, we're recording this now, but this is going to be released after the episode's released? I'd probably say that I feel extremely hopeful and excited, and whether or not that's the same after the episode comes out, that's completely unknown to me, but it freaks me out. <laughs> like, tomorrow we're going to know more than we know today. It's probably going to increase, like, exponentially. 
This morning, my teacher said logarithmically. That was kind of intense. The Fiction Show is really made by the writers and crew, who are all volunteers and all fantastic. These are most of the people who worked on this episode. Hi, Hi my I'm, name is Carlos, uh, and I am a writer <laughs> I'm in Eric the Fiction Spella. Show. Uh, Hello, I'm, I'm Sammy Case, and I am a writer and, and script supervisor on for The Fiction I'm Sarah Show. Evans, and Hi, I'm a sound editor. I helped write some of the first episode of The Fiction Show, and I was a camera assistant. My name is Holly, uh, I showed Ian. up for the first I episode to watch equipment. Hello, my name is Oscar Gallegos, I'm a photographer and a boom operator. In addition to all those people, Michael also has an intern, Daniel. I am... Daniel Farias. I am 23 and my major is narrative production. So Daniel, you're Michael's intern. I am. As intern, Daniel makes script breakdowns, helps with scheduling, gave a second opinion on casting, and once the episodes are shot, edits. It's cool because I'm, I get to be more, I feel like I get to be more involved with the fiction show. And Michael's just a cool guy, you know. We like, we like Mealy. And stuff and melee, melee, yeah. Me- melee. Sorry, blah, blah. <clears throat> can't talk or pronounce things correctly. Daniel was also head writer and director of episode one. He started writing it over winter break with Tyler. I'm Tyler Fernandez, I'm 20, and I do screenwriting. Tyler is the other head writer director and also plays Bernie. She doesn't know that yet. That's cute. That's nice. It's very cute. So, you guys wrote an episode last season, is that correct? Yeah. Yes. How did writing for this season compare to that season? This season was less scary, because I had already said it before. Yeah, it was less scary, but it was kind of scary, because we were writing the pilot. Writing pilots are just typically scary, because you're the first person to do it. So. I thought it was more fun, because it was like, you can write it how you want to write it, and like the tone and everything, and you're sort of like helping set it as opposed to like writing episode three when you had to try and match the way everybody else did the previous episodes. See, that's what I found scary, that you had to set the tone. <laughs> uh, how do you guys write as a team? Well, we divide it up by, cause like usually it starts, well the past two times it starts, it started with like, uh, me, right? Like I yeah. wrote whatever I wanted to write and then what I didn't want to write. I wrote. And <laughs> I wrote the other parts. Episode 1 had already gone through the writer's room over break through Google Hangouts. However, the revision wasn't due until Friday, January 29th, the first official writer's meeting of the spring 2016 semester. Of course, there were still problems. What's up with the rooms, buddy? The rooms are currently in progress of being reserved for us, us fiction show writers. All 28 meetings that we have this semester are, you know, we're figuring it out, man. We're, we're trying to plan, trying to plan uh, reserve through, you know, some stuff, some stuff. It's, uh, my voice is just going to trail away because I'm really, really sad about it. Yeah. He's sad because at the time we had a scattering of different rooms for 10 meetings out of 20. Door on Monday. We have this room Wednesday, and then for the rest of the month of February, we have no rooms reserved. Like, last semester, we had one steady room for every meeting, period. Luckily, we had a room for our first meeting. We talked about a lot of things, like wardrobe, which was difficult because casting was to be open, we also talked about location logistics and episodes other than the first one, so I'm not going to talk about it in this podcast. Here are some notes made about the second draft of episode one, mostly about the ending, which needed the most work. The characters all had code names at this point, so when we say Broad J, we mean Bernie, when we say Detective, we mean Danny, and when we say Vandal, we mean the bike thief, because it's, it's a whole thing. There's parts where I just don't want people to talk, like when, uh, 
when uh, Deckard picks up the ID card. Yeah. And it's like, he dropped his key and his ID card. Oh, no. <laughs> That's kind of wacky, right? Yeah. That's literally telling them what they're being shown. And, like, you're supposed to show them, not tell them. This season's storyline ultimately was inspired by the idea of a dead drop, and the early drafts used the term heavily. I also just start, just really don't like the word dead drop. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't change that. Yeah, I know yeah, you didn't, but, like, something that Roger's saying. it's so, like, just, like, Spot on. dead drop. <laughs> I know exactly what that is. In case you need a refresher, a dead drop is an exchange of goods or information done by person A placing the goods in a discrete location, then person B picking it up sometime after to avoid being seen in the same place together. When Vandal says, like, I get all my information from, we will replace the word dead drops, and then the detective's like, who told you? And then Brody's like, well, no one, dead drops, obviously. They're anonymous. They're anonymous, clearly. But I just don't like the word dead drop anymore, you know? Anonymous We might notes. as well as name the three dead drops. <laughs> yes. Anonymous notes. The Why don't we call episode one dead drops? I know, right? <laughs> I'd be fine with that if we never say the word in the show, in the episode. Let it be known that the working title Daniel came up with for the episode was Death Droop. I, I think, I think Broadjay saying a Probably lot about like how shady it is, just sketchy shades, shady sketch stuff. Shady sketch. Shady, shady sketch stuff is going on right there. Did you not see that? Maybe it's the first episode, shady sketch. Shady sketch stuff. The first writers meeting after that, we straight up didn't have a room. We have an update on the rooms. We still don't know. What? That's the update. It was fine. We sat at a table outside and talked about the intro sequence. Casting was happening that week. After talking about wanting to audition with Tyler, who had also been indecisive, I made her promise to go with me. We shook on it, and with that and the script mostly completed, we moved into the meat of pre-production. That Friday, there was a production meeting with the co-directors, who were Tyler and Daniel, and the director of photography, Sean. My name is Sean Dundas. I'm 22 years old, a narrative production major, and I'm the cinematographer for this episode. They discussed how Bernie would enter the scene where she convinces Danny to do the interview. Again, they're being referred to as Broad J for broadcast journalist and detective. Because like in my brain, he's sitting on the bench, and then... She kind of just pops in the frame and she's sitting next to him. She's like, so, how's it going? I think that could be an opportunity, too, where, like, where we're talking about, like, sort of Edgar writing it. Where, like, Pepper things pop, pop into the frame where yeah. he's just sitting down. Just yeah. like, have, like, a head-on shot of Detective. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, just bam. Yeah, because that's what I thought. Something she's just like, side. she's there. A lot of ideas were thrown around about how the actual interview scene would look. We ended up just showing the footage without alteration, but the conversation revealed this little tidbit about film students. You said you wanted a T3I. Because I know Katie still has her camera. We have a T3I. My They have a T3I. They have a T3I. They have T3Is up the ass in here. I have a T3I. I have a T3I. After sitting in on their meeting, I wanted to ask them a few questions. The first question I wrote is, what are you guys preparing for? Which is objectively a dumb question. But how would you describe what you're preparing for? We're preparing to start to set the tone for the rest of the series with yes. this episode. We want to establish that this is a mystery, that th while this is a mystery story, there is also a lot of humor to be taken out of it. And is there anything in particular from the script that you're excited to shoot? I'm excited to shoot people in bushes. And, <laughs> and I'm excited to shoot kind of like, like the sort of like action-y sequences, because I've never done that before, so that could be fun. This was before she knew she would be doing the bushes in action. She, she said it was fine. The two main characters, I'm really excited about shooting those scenes and shooting them in a way that is um, revealing of their relationship, 
how they're different, how they work together, and how just funny it is. I want to I want to work on that, bringing out the comedy between those two characters. He didn't know who'd be cast either. We were in the room with him when he said that. He said that we got the humor all right. I'm really excited to shoot the um, cleans in the classroom with our detective character and with our journalist character because it's a very psychological moment and I really am looking forward to exploring, expressing his, the psychological moments in different ways. When I asked Sean what he thought about this looking back, he asked me why I wasn't recording. Do you just have any thoughts about what shooting's going to be like next week? I, I feel like it's going to be very um, hectic, but right now we're preparing for it. And as long as we keep preparing for it up until the day of the first shoot, I think we'll be fine. Any other? Um, no. It seems like it'll be hectic, and I like that. I like hectic shooting. Are you? The next Tuesday, Tyler and I learned that we had been cast, and on Wednesday there was another meeting, no room again, at the tables across from the College Beat office and in front of the Union Weekly. We talked about names. Each of the main characters had about three names at this point. A letter code name like D or B, a shorthand code name like Detective or Braje, an audition script car code name like Prius or Fiesta, and we were finally at the point of giving them real, actual names. Do we want Bernie? Or Florence? Florence. Whoever's here is going to decide the names. For who? For, for Braje. I Fiesta. I like Bernie for Tyler. Yeah. yeah. Go Bernie. It's Bernie. Feel the burn. Feel the burn. Coming. So I am satisfied so do I with Bernie. To Bernie. Yes, yeah. I am not satisfied with Detective. At that point, the name we had for my character was Dana. I didn't settle on Dana. I don't like Dana. That's just me. I want a fry. Sean can have a fry. He just takes everyone's food. No, that's just. Instead of Dana, let's go with <laughs> Crap Bag. You don't get another one. Crap Bag. It's called Crap Bag. Fine, I got three. My God, that kid Crap Bag's in my class. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Bruce. Bruce. Brooklyn. Springsteen. Brooklyn. Ringo. Brooklyn. Ringo. Shortened to either Brook or Bro. Uh, it's actually uh, shortened to Brookline. Brookline? Yeah. Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Yeah. Let's go Sydney, shortened to Sid. Sid's a really scummy name, though. <laughs> this feels really scummy. The path from Dana to Danny could have been like 18 times less stupid. Through all of this, Tyler was changing the script to the correct names and pronouns. And other stuff. So you're gonna have to wear your glasses yesterday. at every moment. But then I had made Sean So go. that we can have the dramatic like glasses take off. That, but then I have to close my eyes because I'm so just. That's funny. That's even better. That'll be funny. <laughs> I'll add to the performance. Right, a tallish fatty. <laughs> no, because I send these to Nicole. You have to well, be legit. Well, how am I supposed to describe myself? Be a screenwriter. A tallish fatty. You're wearing brown hair. Clothes. Plump. How long does that have to be? Are you wearing bright clothes? Are we still doing that? No. Okay. You're wearing the members only jackets. I'm wearing, I don't know. Yeah, wardrobe was actually decided the next day, or, or actually the night. The, the night before the shoot. Bernie wears warm color cardigans. Danny wears cool colored t-shirts. We decided that, and I caught up with Sean about something maybe important. So, Sean, you're DP for this episode. Yep. Um, so you're in charge of shot listing now. 
Now was, I am, yeah. That was delegated to you by yep. Daniel? Yep. Uh, it is the day before we start shooting. Uh, how much of the shot list have you done? None of it. And why is that? I like to wait till the last minute to do the shot list so that I rely solely on my instincts when creating the shots. That way I am not thinking too much about each shot and what each shot does, but rather just trusting my instincts. And is this a way that you've like done it? This is just how you do it? This is how I've done it since the beginning. So we're um, starting shooting tomorrow at 11.30? 11? When do you think the shot list will be done? No later than 10, <laughs> but hopefully they will be done tonight. Speaking of planning, can you believe that students can organize shooting schedules? You have to factor a whole lot of things to realistically fit into a constrained time. At the Fiction Show, Katie does it. What are we shooting first on Friday? The bench. Hall Science 11 to 12. Okay, and then we'll get <coughs> into that. Classroom. My name's Katie Sarles. I'm a first year, 18 years old, and I'm a major in film and English. Katie's not the best at speaking. I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm going to keep talking to you, we're gonna, a we're human being. Gonna, we're going to talk about the scheduling. Katie likes schedules. I like schedules. I, I, I see them as a puzzle, so, so like <laughs> I, I like solving puzzles, and a schedule's like a constantly changing puzzle. She actually really understands how to craft schedules. I schedule based on actor availabilities, what locations we need to be at, the most effective way to travel between those locations, what I think setup time is going to be, uh, page length. I factor them all in and then I rank them in by priority. <laughs> She's also a giggling mess. She started as a writer and ended up filling the role of assistant director a lot without really realizing it. Like, even though it's stressful and we have to figure it all out by, like, tomorrow, I'm having fun because this is what I love to do. We're not sure what locations we're going to get. We're not sure if the actor's going to be available at the times that we are allowed to be in those locations. Uh, we just found out that we got no lights, so we can't shoot at night. And, yeah. We were planning to shoot a scene at night. We were planning to shoot three scenes at night. In fact, the whole ending of the episode was supposed to be at night. But it is now in the afternoon. When do you think it'll all come together? It, tomorrow, when we start shooting, tomorrow will be finalized. Saturday, when we start shooting, Saturday will be finalized. She's right. Day one of shooting was Friday, February 12th. We shot the scenes that had only Bernie and Danny in them, on the bench outside and in the classroom. I pulled the mic out after we'd wrapped for the day, back in the office. Daniel, Michael, and Sean were trading off playing Super Smash Bros. Melee, one-on-one, -on -one, four stock. You just hear button mashing after- Yeah, yeah. So Fiction Show just wrapped up its first day of shooting season five. Unbelievably awesome. Super I'm so good. happy. How do you feel, Jess? I feel okay. You were in it. I was in it. It's pretty wacky. That's true. Pataki. Tyler and I were still processing the fact that we, who are usually writers, had been cast. We did cast two writers. I believe that is because, one, they fit the personalities <laughs> of those characters really well. They're able to mold themselves to those characters really well in, in their natural life, um, which translates to them being able to uh, execute it on screen. And um, those re one of those characters was pretty unpopular being being uh, auditioned for so you know it just worked out that way the other character just knocked it out of the park they 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 
There were probably the most people auditioning for that character, and Tyler Fernandez just kicked it, kicked it, kicked it out of the boom, boom, shabam. Do you feel like you kicked it, kicked it out of the boom, boom, shabam, Tyler Fernandez? <laughs> well, I don't know if I kick, kick, boom, boom, shabam, whatever he said. <laughs> uh, I was really nervous, and I was really scared. I didn't want to do it, but we, me, you, and I, Jess, we had packed. We shook hands like men. It was meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things that were meant to be, we didn't know if we would have a classroom to shoot in until the morning of the shoot. So, so what, what else was amazing about the first day of shooting? Anyone? Hey, Pamela Jeff, Pamela Jesse, shoutouts to my main homegirl Pamela Jesse. Hooked it up two days in advance. Y'all spent for reserving spent a room three or four hours yesterday worrying about what to do if we couldn't get a classroom. We couldn't even enjoy food. I knew I was gonna be scared and everything. Uh, Michael was blaming us. He's like, I shouldn't have listened to I you guys. To you guys. <laughs> I should have believed in Pam and and every fiber. Michael, did I not say? It's you did a couple times, but you sounded really sad. I'd like to point out that yesterday I said I have no idea how it's going to happen, but things will. Yeah, I know. And I thought I was of you. Right. I thought of you, Sean. I'd like to give a shout out to all the new people that showed up. That was pretty sweet. Uh, that's Alana, Holly, Oscar, Evelyn, and Michelle. You guys are the that greatest. Was so many people! Holy smokes! Yeah. Thank yeah. you yeah. like for, eighteen. I know. Thank you. Thank you all for showing up. I hope you guys had fun, and I hope you guys go to more shoots that we have later in the semester. At this point, they thought they were done talking. Wait, no, save the stuff about ahead of schedule. Sean Dundas is the best. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, we holy smokes. We finished Unprecedented. Finished. Yeah, go, Daniel. An hour early. That's exaggerating. But yeah, 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 an hour early. Woo! That was 45 minutes. What do you mean exaggerating? It was exactly an, an hour early. Hour. No. It was a half an hour. Half an hour early? Oh. 45 minutes. It was a, a, half an hour early. My bad. Okay. But um, MVP here, Sean, master cinematographer. Thank you. We would look... At the at the the, the the viewfinder and be like, how did you do this? Like you must be God, like you must be Jesus. I appreciate Sean's like thorough <coughs> understanding of like the art of cinematography and what it actually like Dude, means. He's so impressive. Do you want to talk about the two shots that you um, worked most on that you wanted to see the most, or do you want to finish this game? <laughs> Both. Okay, let me finish the game. So that <coughs> Thank you. In all likelihood, Sean won that game, but I wasn't really paying attention. So the two the two big shots that you were really proud of today were the the you, you say that one was a shot in the classroom. It was a close up of the character Danny with um, Bernie in the background in deep focus. That was my, that was one of them, and the second one was a long shot of. Bernie chasing Danny down a hall, shot on a 250 millimeter lens. Uh, so let's just talk through that second one. Okay. Hey, Danny! Hi! Uh, why, did, why did you want to do that? I did that one because I wanted to contain all of the action of the scene in w within one shot, and because they're moving down a hall and we can't we can't dolly or anything. We, the best option was to use a telephoto lens to just simply capture, compress 
the depth of the picture so that when they walk down the hallway, they're still in the f within uh, a reasonable composition. The camera was like, how many? A lot, a, a, a long ways away. All the hallway. It was like 20 feet away. It was, 20 feet. It that, was, it's more than 20 It was all the way down okay, the hallway. 40. So in that scene, um, when I turn the corner and leave, uh, there is no hallway there. That is just a doorway. Uh, sound and the director Daniel and the camera assistant doing Slate were all just in those little pockets. <laughs> that was fun. And then Bernie had to look down this empty hallway, but really, <laughs> Jess and all these people were just standing yeah, there. Just I didn't think bashed, about that. Bashed into the doors three feet away from you. And I had to be like, oh, they're gone. Wait, no, everybody's right there. <laughs> Oh, Yesterday yeah. afternoon, I talked to Sean about how he wasn't going to start a shot list till later that evening. Uh-huh. So, how did that shot list thing pan out? Well, I did it this morning, about an hour and a half before call shit. time. Okay, Daniel? Last time Daniel what? and I did a shot list, it took us, like, five hours, and we did, and like, two and a half scenes. 30 minutes. It took us so long. We had so many <laughs> shots. That's going to be my favorite soundbite of this entire podcast. It took us... Five hours. 30 minutes. <laughs> Day two went all right. We shot the scenes with the bike thief and the trash can all at the end of the episode. Our bike thief was fantastic. Hi, uh, I'm Chad Dominic Sahelan. Uh, I'm 18 and I'm a film and electronic arts major. And uh, what were you doing on set today, Chad? I was playing a bike thief today. It was really fun. Yep, in the script, your name is just Thief. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Pretty apt. How was shooting for you? It was pretty tiring, to be honest with you. At first, it was just simple, like, bike away and stuff and fidgeting with locks. But toward the end, it was actually more grueling, and I had to actually bike fast and run fast. Uh, I think you can hear it in my voice when you uh, watch the scenes. Do you have anything else to say about this episode? Uh, I just had a lot of fun shooting it, and I'm glad I had got the opportunity to play a uh, criminal. <laughs> Not everyone was feeling as friendly as Chad after the shoot. I want to eat. How do you feel about how the shoot went today? I feel like I want to leave. Are you leave. recording this time? Yes. I'm hungry. I'm hungry and I want to go home. T today we went an hour and a half overtime. It no, wasn't just the business. There was like... An hour and ten minutes. There was like an hour and a half where we were screwed in the middle. We so it's okay. the dorms again. Again. <laughs> no one's happy. Can't we just go? <laughs> I'm sorry. This is a hangry interview. I'm stopping it. It went fine. And the week went by mostly without incident except for one thing. Yelling yeah. at you, yelling at you. So what did, what did you do, me. Jess? I got I got this henna on my arm. Then I realized <laughs> that we had um we shot this Only. last weekend, uh, the beginning of day two and the end of day two, and we're gonna shoot the middle of day two this weekend. And now this is on my arm. How do you feel about this, Michael? I'm really angry. Tell us how angry. I'm really angry. I tried a lot of things to remove it the night before the shoot, and it uh, it didn't come off. Tyler put makeup on it. It's not that noticeable, I think. I hope. But yeah, we shot the scenes with Daisy Reese's Charlie and the opening scene with Bernie alone. We, we aren't used to wardrobe changes, so we had to shoot some scenes extra times, but we still ended on time. I forgot to record anything that day because everyone was exhausted. And that was the end of shooting. This semester, the fiction show had a composer, a first for the show. A Daniel. A different Daniel. Hi, I'm Daniel Ramos. I'm a second year music major. So, you're composing for this season of the fiction show. Why did you decide to do that? I'm still asking myself that every day. But I think uh, seeing Michael smile 
makes makes it all worth it. Uh, what's your process for writing music for these scenes? So um, uh, the process goes, uh, first Michael sends me uh, some, uh, some footage, incomplete footage. I basically put it into uh, my, my uh, digital audio workstation. I sit down, I analyze the scene, I think about what would be best here. I experiment, uh, I have my piano, I experiment with chord progressions, maybe certain moods that I could possibly portray. And uh, that's the easy part. The hard part is orchestrating it and uh, picking out the instrumentation for it. Everything is done through sample libraries, and uh, it's quite a task. After I've drafted out a, uh, a sketch of what I want the uh, scene to kind of sound like, I just uh, get the notes, maybe harmonize it a little bit, uh, orchestrate it, and uh, send it over to uh, the crew here and uh, have them uh, basically review which usually ends in tears or in happiness. So, uh, yeah, that, that's the process. The people who review the music for him are usually me and Michael because I have enough background in music to translate our collective comments into effective notes. Then Daniel will have to revise, which I guess is tears. So to recap, you you doing this to make Michael smile? Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. No, I'm doing this to... Uh, uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing this for myself and for the university. It's a, it's, it's a learning experience because there's not a lot of times where, uh, where well, someone gets to score an uh, actual... Uh, produced show. Produced show, <laughs> that's right. Uh, you know, th there's people, I don't know, they do YouTube things or they do, like, maybe someone has an idea for, like, a short film, but it's, it's not a full-on, like, production with multiple team members and... It's maybe someone holding a smartphone and, mm -hmm. and, and things like that. But this is, this, this is a pretty professional-seeming uh, environment. So it, it's definitely an experience. It's definitely an experience. Michael and Daniel, his intern, and the director and etc., did the bulk of the editing on episode one. I caught them on the day of release to talk about their process. The process was basically uh, taking day one footage editing it in a rough cut as fast as possible to get to our composer, then the following weekend editing as fast as possible to get the rest of the episode to our composer, and then a lot of fine-tuning. Yeah. There was a lot of fine-tuning. There was a lot of like figuring out where, where things exactly needed to go and for how long, and then there was showing it to Nicole and fixing the problems that she saw twice. Nicole is the chief executive producer, and all our shows go through her for final approval. There are some scenes I literally didn't even have to touch, which was something I'd never experienced before because Daniel actually just sat down and like edited it on his hours when I was in class, and I was just like, whoa. Did he do good? Well, well, he we've put been, in work. He put in work. What we've been trying to do is, um, as for editing the fiction show, we're trying to make everything really, really fast. We're trying to use a lot of... Um, good, better pacing. Yeah. That's what I would say. Like, faster, more intense? Faster, yeah, more intense. Faster, it's a little yeah. more intense. That attention to pacing led to some interesting cutting decisions. Scene five, the other day, Jess was watching it, and Jess was like, scene five, the, the bench scene with the, with the music of the happy guitar and then the, the wacky brass when Bernie enters, um, it starts with this two and a half minute long take, and I, I wanted to cut that down as fast as physically possible, so I had to cut between close up, no, wide shot, medium, wide shot, close up, because that was the fastest way to cut out literally like 45 seconds. 
Because you're looking at the book and then you're not looking at the book and then the book's not there. And then, and then enter Bernie. Hello again. The last line of that scene was supposed to be for the rest of my life, but we decided to add a little. We took the reaction from Tyler saying, uh, the reaction face from Tyler when, oh, I'm, I'm using people names instead of, the reaction face from Bernie when Danny says for the rest of my life was so good, but also just, but also Danny's face while saying for the rest of my life was so good. I just put them after another and then uh, ADR'd, why not? And I was really bad at doing ADR. Shockingly. We just got through it though. Staggering. I'm, yeah. I'm not even being sarcastic when I say shockingly yeah. bad at ADR. Yeah. You sound like a different human being. Yeah. That was weird. I probably sound like a different human being between this this voice right now and that voice up there. And then also the narrations in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know we're talking about just editing episode one, but I want to give a specific shout out to our man Chad Sahilin. <laughs> he plays Thief in episode one. And uh, for episode two, he did some editing and he manually synced some clips. Some clips? Oh, well, he manually synced an entire day's worth of clips. Yes. And that is a real boss sing thing to do. And thank you so much, Chad, if you're listening to that. He Shout had, out to Chad. Shout out to Chad. He had actually never manually synced audio in Premiere, too. So he had to learn it on the spot. That was pretty cool. That's episode two talk. Yeah. That's not for this. Sorry about that. I mean, he was in episode one. <laughs> Shout out to Chad. Shout, Shout out to Chad. Chad. Chad did some clutch work on episode two, but there was actually another major player in the post-production of episode one. Because if what we edited was put out, it wouldn't be the episode. Because what we edited was putting scenes in order and all that stuff. Ian color corrected it to make it look like the episode that will come out. <laughs> shout out to Ian. Shout and out to Ian. Shout out to Ian. Shout out to Ian. Forever and ever. Shout out to Ian. 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 I actually talked to Ian really briefly while he earned those shout outs. Hi, Ian. Hi, what's up? What what are you doing right now, Ian? I'm color correcting the fiction show. Why do you have to color correct the fiction show? Because it was yellow as hell. And in two, in the classroom. It was very yellow. Extremely yellow. And now, what are you doing? Like, right now, I'm just making it look normal. Like, the white is white. It's not stylized. It's just like, yeah. So what else did Ian do? You said shout out to Ian a lot. He basically gave it its its tint. And um, he also created the, the title cards. Overall. Ian basically was like a really good, uh, what, like third pair of eyes? Yeah. Because when I wasn't looking at it um, and Daniel wasn't looking at it, Ian was looking at it. Shout out to Ian. 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 So on March 5th, a Saturday, the episode went live. Almost three months of work had gone into making the word dead drop and a pile of note cards into a 14-minute episode. I am so freaking proud of, like, all of it. It's... It's crazy. Like, I... I want to cry. It's so good. It's just... It was a lot. You know, there's always, like, feeling that it might not be good, might not be good enough, especially with how much effort we've put into pre-production stuff. Like, writing this episode was over the course of, like, two, three months now. Basically, with it coming out, there were rewrites happening, like, on the spot sometimes. And... And I just 
want it to be as good to other people as it is to me because I think it's freaking fantastic. I think it's actually wonderful. Thanks to Tyler Fernandez, Nicola Lagan, and Michael Frike for their ears and thoughts on this podcast. And to Michael again for lending me his audio equipment. Thanks to the Fiction Show writers and crew for their voices and hard work, as well as you for listening. The royalty-free music you hear is from bensound.com. You can follow College Beat on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, all at CollegeBeatTV, one word. Check back in two weeks when I'll be following how we made the celebrity episode of College Beat's newest show, And We Vote.